Hi everyone, my name is Connie Leon and this is Taking Back Your Power. The purpose of this podcast is to share my experiences during some very difficult times in my life. To share that you can empower yourself to survive those moments and come out on the other side. And ultimately, to embrace them and take back your power. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. Today, we have a special guest, Ashley Bush. And Ashley and I are co-workers, which is why this is so special. <laughs> Ashley's going to be the second co-worker on my podcast. The first one was Sherelle, who is our super favorite person at um, our job. And she was on my first podcast. I thought she was um, very, like, she was just perfect for that because of who she is. So, Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, and what you do. All right. Hello, everyone. Again, as Connie mentioned, I'm Ashley Bush, and I have a financial coaching firm um, that is called Foundational Serenity. So, I specialize in financial coaching as well as financial consulting. So, I focus on the everyday, like, modern person, um, especially people who have had setbacks. I always say it's a way to set up. Mm-hmm. So I also do personalized financial coaching, financial speaking, webinars, and workshops. Awesome. And Ashley's actually helping me with my finances. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> full disclosure, um, she's also been helping me with mine. And my favorite thing is, like, the no judgment zone, right? Because I judge myself after <laughs> – I've got to tell you about my weekend. <laughs> um, so I judge myself really hard. So I love that about you, the fact that you're, like, no judgment because – yeah, I'm already judging myself really hard. It's okay. So, okay, you started in finances. Um, do you have, is that like you've always worked in finances? Like, how did that start? No. So, actually, I was in medical, I was in nursing before. Oh, okay, okay. So, and then because of, I went through divorce, so life happened. Mm-hmm. And I had to literally start all over and rebuild. So, at that time is when I started, like, educating myself on how do I build my credit? How do I even make you know, pay my bills and stop living paycheck to paycheck. And so during that process, I was around a lot of different women and they were going through the same thing. And so then it became like a teaching moment. And mm-hmm. then from that, it was like, okay, I continued to have more people reach out to me. And then at that point, it's like, here I am now with this business. Right. And so you didn't go to school for finance? No, I did not. You don't have a degree. It's like it, self I have a certification. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So I have the certification. So certified financial counselor and credit counselor. Got it. I yeah. didn't even know that existed. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. And you're so good at it. You're so Thank organized. You. I mean, you. everything, the like webinars when you've done them for work and I'm listening, I'm like, oh my God, she's so smart. Like <laughs> there's just so much that I would have not learned had I not listened to you in the last few weeks because I'm horrible at finances like for someone who I mean so I was in a marriage for 19 years a relationship and marriage for 19 years he was the finance person right Mm -hmm. like he's the one that took care of the money he organized it he would just say hey you pay these bills you know you do this and that's the way I operated for so long now that I've been on my own for two years I've had to figure that out Mm -hmm. and it's not easy you know and I and I hate to be that cliche wife right or ex-wife that didn't handle the finances Mm -hmm. didn't know where the money was going or how but I was like I mean I was a I had kids and I worked and I did everything else, everything else, right? Except for that. So now that I'm having to learn it, it's a little less intimidating going through it with someone like you who's like very helpful and, you know, just step by step. Um, Because otherwise, I was very intimidated by it for a long time. Do you find that a lot with like women? I find that a lot with everybody, whether it's a woman or a male, right? Because. I was always taught, especially in the African-American community, it's like you don't tell anyone about your finances, right? Right. Like, I don't know if it's the same way for other cultures, but in the African- I don't know. I think for, like, us, my mm-hmm. mom and my dad are, like, 
Mexican, right? So mm-hmm. they like they have like the money under their mattress kind of thing. You know, that's their concept. <laughs> right. And I don't know that they're really big on not tell I don't know. I don't know if they're really big on not telling people. I feel like when they have money they flaunt it. Okay. Kind of thing. <laughs> See, and then and, and like I grew up I was this my mother was divorced, the same age, single mom, and she was like even to this day, she's very private about her finances. Mm. Everyone is. So anybody that I meet with, it's kind of like, well, it's either one, I don't want you to know how much money I make. Right. Or two, like you were saying, it's scary. It's like, are you going to be judging me? Mm-hmm. So it's not just women. It's men as well. Like across okay. the board, it's just a sense of subject for everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. I just, I like listening to it and learning it now. I've like, you know, tried to read on stuff and try to, I'm not good at it yet, but I'm getting it's there. Time. It's time. Yes, yes. It's going to happen. Yes. That's what I tell people about everything else that I do I'm like it's just practice I've been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. it just comes so easily so you got into finance and you were a single mom now you're remarried you have a little family cute little family (laughs) Um, so what has been for you one of the biggest moments in your life where you just had to decide that it was time for you to move forward right it was time for you to regain your independence your finances everything that you've done so far and recreated and rebuilt what was that moment for you so this moment is about to be told out loud for the well second time of course it was on my website but i didn't go into detail okay but it was january 28th of 2015 i remember that day like it was nothing and um and my last marriage like we we were young we got married young we were still trying to figure out who we were but there was a domestic violence incident and i remember being choked and looking up at um my ex-husband and like pleading for my life and i was like please 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 like god if you just let me live please mm-hmm. and i remember i stopped fighting and my daughter came and she tried to protect me and she ended up getting um slung back by her father onto a dresser right Mm -hmm. and at that moment I was just like god I'm done right like and I remember making it out of that moment Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it was something that came over him but I grabbed my daughter and ran and called the police and I was like I will never have this happen again to me like Mm -hmm. never ever ever so that was my moment where I was like Ashley you're gonna make it or break it like I was in the middle of nursing school as well Mm -hmm. and it was like you're just gonna have to move forward right and so for you as a mom Mm -hmm. to a daughter Mm -hmm. like how how easy or how hard was it for you to just I mean obviously it was an easy decision right for you Mm -hmm. to say I'm not doing this I'm picking my daughter up and I'm going Mm -hmm. but I mean it's not easy it's not easy so how like now that you have been through it how are you handling like telling your daughter about that experience and handling like the fact that one day she's going to be dating and with you know a man or you know so how how are you handling explaining that to her and like living that with her so it's funny that you asked that because when it first happened she was younger right and so right. now she's older and mm-hmm. she still remembers that like mm-hmm. it was yesterday mm-hmm. and so the conversation that i had with her when she was younger versus now i'm just really transparent and honest i never want to disrespect her father because her relationship with her father is different from her relationship um, my relationship with him right. Right, as my ex-husband and so it's just being really transparent and really instilling it and showing her through my actions like being able to take your power back right mm-hmm. and being able to say no matter what happens you still get up you fight and just being honest with yourself and then honest with who you are and then deciding like what do I want for my life mm-hmm. and that's what I continue to tell her like I left that situation I don't want you to be separated from your father but I want you to see a woman who stood up for herself and most importantly you as well and to choose something different a lot of people don't escape that kind of situation right they either live in it for a long long time or they end up crumbling after you know they don't recover what was it 
I mean, obviously your daughter, mm-hmm. right? And for yourself. But what else was going through your mind when you're thinking, like, I have to do this. Like, I have to get up and go. I really think it was that driving motivating factor of my daughter. But then also just, like, realizing that I want to be happy. Right. So it was, do I stay in a marriage just to say I'm happy? Mm-hmm. Or do I say I want to move on and... Yes, it's going to be a struggle, but I want to move on and make myself happy. Because at the end of the day, whatever we go through, our kids experience that, Mm -hmm. especially our daughters. So for me, it was that, like, looking at her and then looking at myself in the mirror going, how did you get here? What happened? Are you going to choose to stay here? Are you going to choose to, you know, want something better for yourself because this is not okay? Right. And so that was, like, my thought process. Right. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a process for myself. I am divorced, and I did not experience anything close to what you're experiencing. It was something that it was a choice for me, right, because um, him and I had been together since I was 18. He was 20. Um, and we grew up together, you know, we were kids, we were young, like you said, you know, we have these relationships where, for myself, I saw my parents get married young, my parents got married and had me right away, and they've been together, what, 40, almost 40 years now, as old as I am, Um, they've had, their relationship is not the best, their Mm -hmm. relationship has not been the healthiest, you know, in, in any aspect, now it's better, of course, for a long time, it was in the middle where I realized, they were growing up too, you know, they were young, everybody has issues. And it's hard. It's hard to figure that out for yourself. Um, and you are now on the other side of it, right? You went through the relationship, you had that hardship, you moved forward with your daughter. How long did it take you, you think, to kind of figure out like, I want to get married again, or I want to be in a relationship again? How long did that process take for you? Oh, that's one of those questions. <laughs> so I'm a relationship wifey type, right? Right, so, right. No, 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 I get it. Um, I, Even after that, I was still like, I'm going to get married again, oh, right? Wow. Like uh-huh. it just, but it was like, the question was when right. and how, and am I going to make that same decision? When I say how, like, are you going to find yourself first? Are mm-hmm. you going to fix your mess? Because I had to heal from that situation, right? right? So I always knew that I wanted to get married again. It was just... When when is it going to happen? And am I going to make sure, like, I'm in the right place? And then most importantly, like, I wanted my God to pick. So I'm very spiritual. Right. So I was like, he has the bird's eye view. So I might be looking at a, a specimen and be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, he, he has this. Check, 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 check. Right? And everybody has their representative at the beginning. Um, but I wanted to, to God to help me see past that representative, right, mm-hmm, and see mm-hmm. that bird's eye view. So I dated quickly after that Mm -hmm. um but I didn't get into anything really serious probably until I would say a year later okay was like okay I'm it's I can be in a relationship and so do you tell your did you tell your story to that person like right away like how does that process work for you like I've been in this type of relationship I don't want to be there again does that help so I was transparent because I also lived to make it through nursing school after my divorce, I didn't. I don't have family here right mm-hmm. in Houston, so I'm from Austin. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a choice because I was living at a women and children's shelter during that time. So I could just make it through nursing school because mm-hmm. I had family in Austin, but I have to start all over applying for nursing right. school and to financially support literally two people like my daughter and myself. Mm-hmm. No one in my family is in a position to do that. That was my immediate family, um, but 
I was I had to be honest because I wasn't dating typical, right? They couldn't come to my my house. Right. I had a curfew at the women's shelter, so I had to be fully transparent. And it was up to them to decide, like, do you want to continue to date me or not? Like, this is a situation, but it's not my life going forward, right? Mm-hmm. And so either you you took it or you left it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any problem with men being like, okay, like. Letting it go. Yeah. Right. Because but at it that was, point, it was about you. Yeah, but it was still vulnerable and scary. But I was like, it is what it is. What do I have to lose at that point? Right. So. And now you're remarried. I am. Which is awesome. I feel like that's also a big moment of taking back your power, right? Because you have found yourself again. You're in a totally different place. And I've met you at work, right? So we met. You started the week before I did at yes. work. And then <laughs> I started. And then we just really clicked because we were the new kids right. on the blog, right? So we were trying to figure things out um and ever since I've met you you've always seemed very positive very happy I did not know your background I did not know your story it wasn't until months later that I found out um even about you living at the women's shelter and and then you know slowly we started talking and I you know learned everything about you um because also you were helping me with my whole my car refinance right with and uh you know full disclosure for myself at work I had to be like hey I'm going through a divorce and this and that and so yeah so that was something that um that you helped me with and that I learned about you but you've always I mean for like I said since I've known you've been very happy and positive has that always been you so yes and no so I don't ever want to project negativity to anyone else right just because I'm going through something I don't want other people to be like oh, here comes negative Nancy, right? But there were moments where, like, I still remain positive and, like, hey, I still have to go for my goals. But there was a time where I literally had to fast from social media because I found myself, like, looking on, like, Instagram or Facebook, and everybody's life is perfect on Instagram and Facebook, right? So during that time, I was like, oh, I would be crying. I was like, God, is this ever going to happen? Like, I know I want it, but, like, I want you to choose. So... Behind closed doors, yes, I cried. I went yeah. to counseling. Like, it was all of that. But when I'm in front of someone, it's not a facade, but it's like, hey, I'm at work. I can't let my personal baggage or negativity project on someone else. So you right. get through it. And at the end of the day, like, those emotions that you have, let them out at home. Journal, write, whatever I needed to do. Right. I feel like you're a very independent person. I I, you Very. Like, I, I don't like, I know we talk very little sometimes because we're at work, right? right. And so it doesn't get into that mode. But um, I have a big group of people like network and just friends here in Houston because I'm from here because mm-hmm. I grew up here. And I always have somebody that I go to. I, I have somebody that I go to for every single area of my life, right? Yes. Like business, relationships, kids, you know, everything, spirituality. Um, for you being here in Houston by yourself, what like who is your support team? Who is your network? Right. As, mm-hmm. Outside of like your husband and your kids, like who else do you rely on to help you with this type of thing? So no one in Houston. OK. Right. Um, all my friends, even from college, like we're all spread out different places. So I have a best friend. She lives in Austin. So we talk like, oh, okay. all the time. I'm her godmother to her son like she's the godmother to my daughter so that's who I really like go to for an outlet um but during that time when I was going through that being at the women women's shelter with our children I met I have friends to this day from that situation mm. and we've all grown they're teachers they're um like there's they have so many accolades now it's crazy but right. we were all there because we were all married and then something happened whether it w- wasn't all physical um, or domestic violence so they were my support system during that mm-hmm. time. We still, you know, they still call on me. But realistically, I go to my best friend, I, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. in Austin. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I'm, 
I mean, I would imagine that because you all went through the same situation at the um, at the women's shelter that it would help, you know, bond mm-hmm. you. Um, but definitely I can see, like, if people sometimes don't want to mm-hmm. make friends or, you know, be friendly right. because of their situation. So that's awesome to hear that you did create those bonds mm-hmm. and that did happen. What are some of your, like, everyday kind of... Um, like routines, right? Because you, for myself, I'm very, I'm Mexican. So mm-hmm. my spiritual side is like a mix of like, seriously, like Catholic and like witchcraft, you know, <laughs> I believe in that kind of stuff, right? right. Like brujeria or like stuff, mm-hmm. um, just very healing, natural, spiritual things. I sage my house. I have Palo Santo. I light my <laughs> candles. I actually created a video a few weeks ago of myself saging my room and like praying and stuff. So I'll wake up and I'll maybe turn on some worship music or something. And, um, or I have this thing with vibrations like YouTube. You go I to do YouTube. too. Yes. yes. <laughs> so so we're, we're discovering new things. Yes. So I turn on my vibrations and do my little, you know, my little crunchy mom thing that one of my friends is like, dude, you're too crunchy for me. She's like, <laughs> I don't know what all you're doing over there. And, but then she calls me to come and sage her house for you. I'm like, <laughs> yes, girl. So I do that kind of thing in the morning, some, especially now that we're working from home, right? It makes right. it so easy. Yeah. And you have to kind of set your mind to that mm-hmm. because... If not, it just goes to crap right. every day. So what are some of your routines in the morning before you, like, get going? So it's funny that you say that. So I do have, like, an altar. So I always start off first thing in the morning with a shower, right? And I know that sounds cliche, but I don't want to go to my altar. Right. Like, I feel like I want to be, like, I love that cleansed. you have an altar. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, after, um, I do listen to my positive vibrations. And okay. depending on YouTube, maybe it's I'm having an anxiety that day. Right. So I'll look at the description. If it's one that's, you know, focused on anxiety, then I'll choose that. One. If it's more for just meditation, I'll choose that one. But I always start off with my altar. I have my chakra candles on my altar. I have my sage there okay. um, mm-hmm. on my altar, and I light candles. And I have two devotional books that like I go to faithfully, mm-hmm. and it has the day, right? So every day I go to those two devotionals. Um, I kind of zen out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if, if my church people were hearing this, they'd probably be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, trust me. Me, too. Me, too. People so, are probably like, oh, delete, block. Right. Like, what are you <laughs> but, no, I, um, so I do that, and I ask for, and my kids know, like, mm-hmm. during that time, do Don't not ma- bother me. <laughs> my kids, too. Like, do not bother me. So they're even, like, tiptoeing around the house. So it's always my chakras, my positive vibration, um, meditation music i like the candles and i always put like a little wax melt in there every day mm-hmm. um so that's in my budget because i'm realizing that's getting expensive mm-hmm. but it's just that clean fresh like smell during that time that i do like every day and yeah. that just kind of the resets my day and i'm off when i don't do it right like i can feel especially with work like right stuff is always going i'm like oh my Yes, yes. I've I've felt it more so now because we're not leaving the house. Absolutely. So yeah. all the like different things are kind of, you know, clumping in together. Everything's melted, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're a stay-at-home mom now and you have to cook and clean and, you know, take your Zoom calls and then the homeschool now. So, you know, yeah. all these things are melting in. So, yeah, definitely for me, it's that same thing of like you need to get on that mode of a routine. Absolutely. A routine and yeah. cycles because it'll help you. It helps you. Yeah, people are always, how do you do it all? I'm like, no, I really don't. Like, I pray in the morning, and if it happens, it happens. If, I mean, yeah. I have my moments, and you know yes. I have my meltdowns, and, you know, I cry. You and Sherelle, like, Sherelle, I'm having a moment, you know. And so, yeah, but that definitely helps just lighten it a little bit right. and help with it. Um, what are some, who are some people that 
like kind of motivate you and empower you outside of like family and friends mm-hmm. like I'm big on you know uh, like Frida Kahlo right I, like yeah, that's yeah. my artist um, I'll go look up quotes and stuff like that so who are some of your favorites I honestly would say financially wise um, they're different like I love Dave, Dave Ramsey although oh, yeah. my stuff is a little different from his um, he's good because he says you know no, absolutely no credit cards cut him up I don't say that right once right. you learn how to use them responsibly do you follow John Acuff I do not oh because you know he was with Dave Ramsey. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, John Acuff. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's his name. He was um he was his writer. He was a blogger for him and a writer. Oh. And uh, something happened. They broke away. Um, he you know started his own thing, but he is amazing too. And okay, he's very, so I need to like. Yeah, you'll have to follow him. Yeah. I have all his books. So I need to add him to my mm-hmm. list, and I also listen to like Susie Orman, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I like her. I like her, and because she gives the woman's perspective, right? Um, because there's is a difference. Right. For oh, yeah. A woman and a male to me for finances and certain things that we handle. Um, but those are the two financial gurus that I focus on. But I still am like, if there's a video that pops up on YouTube, like, I'll watch them. Mm-hmm. And so it's not necessarily, it's like tidbits from everywhere. But yeah. Dave Ramsey was like my foundation. Dave Ramsey, yeah. 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 Dave Ramsey's really good. Mm-hmm. I've, I've followed him for years. And I mean, I try to listen and stuff. And a lot of what um, I did when I was married was a lot of the, um, like, joining the bank accounts mm-hmm. and being one and that kind of thing. We never did it. Mm-hmm. I, we always had separate bank accounts, which at the end of the day, we got divorced. Get, right. It was so like, it was uh, perfect. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I followed him for a long time. And John Acuff is really, he's funny. He's, like, more of a comedian. So when it comes to all of this, is this something that, like, your daughter is really, like, because you are the way you are, is your daughter the same as you? So she is now. Okay. So my, I like, my love bug is what I call her. Yeah. She's like creative in all areas, right? So she says, mommy, I want to be a financial coach, but she's also great at like, she could be an architect, like, but she says, I want to be a financial coach. So she is really into the finances. Like she will sit down when I'm doing my budget and she looks at it. Wow. She sits in on my calls and she loves it. She has her own bank account where she's like, I'm going to save. I always tell her to save 20%. She's like, no, I'm going to save 30. So she's into finances a lot. And we also bought, I bought her a board game called Act Your Wage by Dave Ramsey. Oh yeah. So she loves playing that because it's like real life situations and scenarios. So that helps her understand like, no, mom's not just swiping a card and endless amount of money. Like, no, there's money in there, and we have to budget, like, how we spend it. But she's definitely into, like, finances. That is so smart. Yeah. That is so smart. And I know that um, it's something that I feel we've started to discuss a little bit more when it comes to, like, women of color, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times, and again, I was, like, the typical Latina, right, mm-hmm. who had no clue about the money and really had to get my shit together and be like, you know what, pick up your game because you're going to have to learn it anyway. Um have you felt that kind of like you know stigma like around being a woman of color and speaking about finances and being in finances like what are some of the challenges that you've had to kind of get to where you are so i'm glad that you asked that question because i'm seeing it more not just originally it started off with just like me being an african-american woman like it was just my story and what i saw you know my communities and my culture right Right. but as I continued being at the women's shelter there were women from all nationalities Mm -hmm. that were in our in my same situation right we were all there and we were trying to rebuild Mm -hmm. or continue to build to make sure we have a um, foundation hence foundational serenity but (laughs) (laughs) but I definitely see it not only with especially women but Mm -hmm. women of color so I do financial coaching for anyone right 
any creed, any sex, any color. But I really do focus on creating that generational wealth for women. And then not only that, like our black and brown people, because mm-hmm. we don't have these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have... And I feel like we're already systemically at a disadvantage in a lot of times, right? And especially you're in the same situation. You're a minority and you're a woman. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like it's about taking that power back. No, even though I'm a statistic, right? Right. And the statistics say this. I right. want to define those odds and do something better for myself so my daughter will not have to be the stereotypical, um, yeah. yeah, like statistic. Like that's not okay. I know. Yeah. I know. I lived my whole life, and I think I talked to Sherelle about this one. Um, I lived my whole life avoiding being that stereotype or that uh, statistic because mm-hmm. that in my mind, being a statistic was never what I wanted Absolutely. to be. Yeah. Um, I told the story in Sherelle's podcast that um, my fifth, fourth, fifth grade math teacher was an older black man. And he told us all that we were all kids of color. We weren't going to do shit with our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, but. I see it now as, like, it came from a place of, like, let me kick you in the ass because you're going to go out Mm. there and they're going to kick you in the ass. So let me open your eyes now, right? And for me, he touched me. Like, I don't ever know, you know, what, where he is or whatever, but he put something in my brain Mm -hmm. and in my heart that I was like, I do not want to be that person. Mm -hmm. Of course, now here I am again, single Latina mom, you know. (laughs) I couldn't avoid it all that, you know, my whole life, but... Like you said, breaking those systems, breaking those generational cycles that um, my mom was not big on finances. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad do well. Mm-hmm. They somehow always have money. I never know. Um, I've no, I didn't learn finances from them. I never really knew about balancing a checkbook or having a budget. Mm-hmm. My parents are both self-employed. My mother is a housekeeper and my dad is a general contractor. Mm-hmm. So they've always made really good money from their businesses. Um, so they always, you know, we knew when they had money. Right. Because, you know, there was like extra meat in the fridge <laughs> or, you know, we got extra toys or whatever it was. But I never knew, like, there was this mystery. Right. And, and I... I hate that, right? Because I don't want that. For my kids, I know that they're going to learn it. Their dad is really good at mm-hmm. money. So I know that they're, you know, my son's like, Camila, he'll tell my daughter, you can't have that. There's no money for that. And I'm like, dude, relax. <laughs> like, you know. And Camila is like me, very abstract. She just knows that there's money and we're going to spend it, you know. And But her, she's a hustler. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to sell bracelets and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, she drew pictures one weekend of, like, she did portraits of mm-hmm. people and she was selling them to, like. At school? No, at home. Oh. And with really? her grandparents and her uncles and her cousins. She's like, <laughs> I drew this picture of you. You owe me $5. <laughs> and my mom's like, okay, let me get you the $5. That's her, right? Or she made bracelets. We gave her a bracelet kit for either Christmas or her birthday last year. And one day her dad calls me and he's like, dude. Your daughter has like 30 bucks in her backpack. And I'm like, oh, yeah, from what? He's like, she sold bracelets at school today. My baby does the same thing. They need to meet. And it was like, (laughs) wow. You know, and he's like, you need to tell her to save this money so she didn't spend it. And then, you know, she got on that kick of making and selling and and Mm -hmm. saving. Right now, I think she has like $300 saved because her goal was to get a dog. Her dad burst that bubble. So uh, now we're (laughs) waiting for, she's like, mom, I need you to get your own place because I need a dog. So that's our goal. She wants Mm -hmm. me to get a house so she can get the dog. Um, So yeah, her dad is not a dog person. So um, he was like, I don't want the dog. If you're going to keep it at your place. I was like, I don't have a big place. You know, I live with my mom. Right. So she's on the kick and she's like, hey, 
I have three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I understand. She's like, I need the dog. <laughs> so that you know, her, in her mind, she's how old is your daughter? She's nine. Okay, yeah, Camila's nine too. Yeah. So yeah, in her mind, like those are her money goals. And I think it's important for us to really have these conversations with our children, right? Yeah. Like my mom is an accountant, so there should be no uh, reason why. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Like oh. <laughs> I was taught to save uh-huh. and not get credit cards. Like those oh, are the two yeah, things, yeah. and not that she didn't do a good job. So right. I've always been a great saver. But she didn't teach me how to budget. I knew I had to pay bills because that was all, especially in the black household. Like, I get up and go to work, I pay the bills. Like, that's what we're drilled into our heads. Like, wow. we pay the bills. So I knew, okay, you pay your bills. And I knew, like, I she wasn't the person that just went to go finance cars or go shopping or do all those things unless she had cash for it. Right. So I grew up seeing her spend cash. But I was so scared of credit cards. Mm-hmm. I was so scared of, like, okay, well, do I go finance a car? Do I not? Because my mom was always, you pay cash. So she didn't teach me how to budget, Mm -hmm. but she did teach me how to save. But we didn't have those conversations. So for me, it's really important to have that conversation with my daughter. Yeah. Because I... Life is going to teach her. It's either going to kick you in your butt, right? right or you're right. going to excel at it. So I have those conversations, mm-hmm. and they see the envelope that says eating out. And when it starts getting low, we're going to McDonald's or, like, we're going to Texas Roadhouse, right? right? So <laughs> they understand that. And she always says, my mom never has any money because I'm always like, I don't have any money right. for that. I don't have money for that. That's I don't have money for that. And she's like, Mom, we're going on a trip here. We have money. And I'm like, yes, we have money. But I don't have money for that because right. I can calculate that in right. my budget, right? So she's finally come into that concept because before being little, like, she, I remember she would tell everybody, Mom's broke. She doesn't have any money. Right. I'm like, first of all, broke is a state of mind. That's not what I taught you. <laughs> but, like, we just don't have money for us every time we right. go to Walmart. Uh, Walmart. Or the cor- yeah, yeah, that's my like, daughter. Hey, I want to go spend $20 on a toy. No. no. I don't have money for that. Right. You, you're going to eat or you're going to get the toy. Exactly. Like, yes, Which that's, one do you want? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how I am with my kids, too. I'm like, I don't have money. I think that's why my son's like always like, Camila, we don't have money. He's very <laughs> adamant about it. But I'm like, no. I ha-, Sometimes I'm like, no, son. I do have money. I'm sorry. Right. You know, because I feel yeah. bad. But no, yeah, definitely it's conversations that I didn't have with my parents growing up that even as an adult, you know, sometimes I still don't have those conversations mm-hmm. with them, but that I want to instill in my kids. So yes. definitely. So, okay. So to kind of finish up, mm-hmm. what is one piece of advice that you would give anybody about money and finances and especially people who are trying to get out of a situation, right? Mm-hmm. As someone who is divorced, I had no exit strategy, as they mm-hmm. say, right? Like, I just got up and left with absolutely nothing, you know? And it, and it just, in my mind, it made sense. Of course, later I was like, damn it, I should have fought right. for X, Y, Z. Right. So what is, like, your biggest piece of advice that maybe you learned because of your situation? So the thing that I always say, no matter what situation you're in, whether you're starting over because you're like you and I, you're like, literally, I left and I didn't try mm-hmm. to negotiate anything, or whether you're in a place where you're like, I'm okay, but I still want to continue, is first figure out your why. Like, why are you put here? Finding your purpose is one thing, but, like, what is the purpose of your money? Like, you have this money. Are you just making it to continue to be a busy bee and continue to make, you know, car dealerships or finance companies rich, to make financial institutions rich? Or, like, what do you want to do with your money? How do you see your life five mm-hmm. years from now, ten years from now, heck, tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So I would always tell tell people, figure out your why. And then, two, always pay yourself first. And I know that's so cliche. Yeah. But, like... It truly is, right? So it might take a year to two years to be able to pay yourself first because Mm -hmm. if you're already in the same financial situation where you're like, I have all these bills, I'm in a car loan, or I'm in a mortgage, or I'm in a lease, right? Mm -hmm. Or 
you might not have that option to change that tomorrow. But work towards decreasing those expenses so you can pay yourself that 10%, that 20%, mm-hmm. instead of it going to everyone else and making them rich. Right. So those are the two things that I would say, like, look at your finances and then always make sure that you figure out your why. Right. I love that. That's really good. So where can people find you? You can find me on Foundational Serenity. If you're on Instagram, it's at Foundational Serenity. If you're on um, Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Foundational Serenity. YouTube, it's Foundational Serenity as well, but I'm working on uploading those videos. But you can definitely find me on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. Do you have a website yet? I do. Okay. Thank you for asking. (laughs) So um, it's on, it's FoundationalSerenity.com and that's where you can learn like more about me and be able to see the services I offered. You can also so book me there right. and it's also on my Facebook and Instagram as well got it and I'm going to tag everything and I'll tag some of the people we talked about I like to do that so people can find you know those resources mm-hmm. or whatever so I'll tag everything in the podcast um, description and we'll do that Thank you, Ashley, so much. This was so good. We learned something new about each other. Yes, I know. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you, guys, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much to Ashley for sharing with us today so openly and reminding us that with faith and hope, you can break the stigmas and take back your power.